All right, welcome back to another episode of Fog Dog and Baston. Uh, apologies once again. Uh, I feel like this is kind of a recurring thing for the delay in getting this episode out. It's been about a month uh, since the last episode. We had our coach, Jay Colosseus, on here uh, in the last episode. Um, we've obviously been on winter break. We're now both back at Drake. We're back for the indoor season. Uh, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, Baston, straight away, do you want to get us rolling with kind of what your winter break looked like? Obviously, if people don't know, you went out and broke four minutes for the mile right before winter break started. So kind of mid-December, you ran 358.8, I believe. Um, I was technically in that race. I didn't really play a part. Um, but yeah, you got that sub four. Then we went on winter break. Uh, how was that? How was your training? It was really good. It was definitely a confidence booster to get that sub four mile out of the way going into break. But then it was also that perfect medium because me realizing that it's not quite a national time, I had to keep grinding because yeah. I obviously have to keep improving that time. But at the same time, it's like, all right, that's a huge barrier to get off my back. Like now I know I can do it. And now I just have to cut a little bit more off to get that national spot. But um, really training started off really well. I got in my mileage. I was doing consistently like 85 to 90 miles a week. I got like one higher mileage weekend when I was in Florida. And yeah. man, that is, people talk about altitude training and how rough that is. Honestly, when we went to Colorado and did altitude training, I feel like I didn't really struggle that much with it. Yeah. But when I train, when I trained in Florida with the humidity, man, mm. that is that's yeah. rough. Like yeah. I was going on like 10, 11 mile runs. And sometimes I felt like I wasn't even going to finish them, <laughs> which was ridiculous. But like, I, I didn't even work out because every day yeah. my heart rate was like 175. Wow. I'm like mad. 10 mile run at like seven minute pace. Yeah. Just felt so challenging, but that was most of my training. Didn't really work out much. Got in a lot and a lot of mileage over break and then kind of just like had fun catching up with family and, you know, watch some football with my parents, <laughs> American you football, love it. Yeah. a different, but, um, it was a good time. Just have fun with family and see my little nephew, tiny Aww. little guy, but yeah. Yeah. The, the training was still definitely huge. Got to do some workouts back in my gym. Um, didn't do a whole lot outside just cause it's even colder when I was back in Minnesota, at least for that part of it. Yeah. But when I was in Florida for a week over new years, I did a lot of workouts outside and stuff. Well, not hard workouts, but runs. yeah. Yeah. So what'd you do this winter? Yeah. So I'm um, interesting. You kind of touch on the heat and humidity of Florida. I think it's mad because right now in Des Moines, where Drake is, we just had like, what, 14 inches of snow over the weekend, something like that. So nice. quite the contrast. Um, but yeah, I mean, when we were in Florida for National Cross, like end of November, winter was coming up and it was it was warm. So I can definitely imagine that. Yeah, you would have had some good, good heat training. Um, it was quite the opposite for me. Uh, I went back to England. Um, obviously I kind of grew up in Australia. My parents are now back in England. Um, and I had a, I'd say I had a good winter of training. Um, yeah. I mean, I did a few solid workouts. I didn't really feel great, uh, in really any of them, to be honest. I kind of was, you know, a little bit tired. Um, I think we had a pretty long cross country season. Um, but in terms of like mileage and that kind of thing, I was running I built up to 90 miles a week um, and yeah, felt, felt decent towards the end of it. And I've come back to America, like feeling, feeling good, kind of ready to, ready to get rolling with this indoor season. So I think hopefully we're both 
on for on for something pretty decent. Um, and yeah, I mean, I opened up yesterday with a 1K that we'll touch on a little bit more in a bit. Um, but yeah, before we get to that, we've had a few kind of uh, questions over you know the last few podcasts, and we always. I guess, aim to get those answered. Um, so we're kind of just going to touch on a few now just to kind of uh, get those answered. Um, so do you want to kind of start just with, I guess, diet? Diet's one that's kind of been talked about a fair bit. Um, I know a few people have asked about it and kind of how your diet might change from, you know, living at home or being in high school, um, going into college, kind of what, yeah. what did that look like for you moving in? I love this question because I don't think people realize how important this is. Yeah. I think diet is massive. And, um, that's kind of one of the main shifts that I've done in between the high school running and the college running is my diet. In high school, I would just eat like garbage. I don't know if anybody here knows what zebra cakes are. What, what are they? Co- like something cosmic black brownies, and white. Like oh, little, yeah, yeah. Little Debbie's garbage. I don't yeah. know what that means, but, like I, company, I, but I've yeah, heard yeah. of cosmic brownies. I would just eat like crap like all the time, but um, <laughs> I've changed that up, obviously. I think I still eat like the same main meals that I used to eat. Like I'll wake up in the morning, I'll make my eggs, my toast, oatmeal stuff throughout the day. Like lunch is usually like turkey sandwich, like yeah. a granola bar or banana or something. Yeah. Or all the above, really. Yeah, yeah. And then dinner just... It's like normal stuff, like chicken, pasta, chicken and pasta, steak, rice. Yeah. Like any, any of those just like main ordinary foods. But the key for me is not how much I'm eating, but what I'm eating. Yeah. And like, I can't even tell you the last time I've consumed any sort of dessert at all. Really? I just yeah. cut all that out of my diet. I don't think I've eaten a candy bar in over a year. <laughs> I don't think I've touched a bag of Skittles or like M&Ms in this century. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just like. And it was really hard at first, but, um, man, I, I feel like it really does make me feel better every day. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. I, um, wish I could say the same, but I, I'm, I I would say overall, I've got a pretty good diet. Um, I eat in the dining hall, I guess we've kind of had our ups and downs with the dining (laughs) hall over our time at Drake. Um, for, for anyone who goes to college, I'm sure you kind of know what it's like, you know, college dining halls it's uh a bit of a mixed bag i guess you could say um that's for sure yeah sometimes it's really good other times it's you know not so great um but i think one of the one of the big things like people worry about with coming to college is that you know you are going to be pushed to calorie count and watch what you're eating and you know make sure that you're never putting anything bad in your bodies and obviously bastion you're a pretty prime example of that you you've I think you mentioned to me in the outdoor season, you've just cut out all added sugar, essentially. Yeah. Um, not, well, I guess it is really for health, but you're not, you're not like obsessive with it in a way that, you know, touching any of it is going to really be detrimental. It's just yeah. something you've decided to do. Um, but like in terms of having a nutritionist at, at college or at, things like that, we we aren't like pushed to, you know, watch everything we eat um and for for me i always want to make sure you know i'm i'm eating enough i'm fueling enough because at the end of the day if you're not eating enough you're going to feel rubbish in your workouts you're going to get tired you're going to be you know not sleeping properly and i think sleep is another huge thing um there's quite a few things that you need to get right but 
Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing when it comes to diet. And it's, it's not about how much you're eating again. Cause I eat so many calories a day. Like yeah. you gotta consume at least over 3000 calories a day, maybe yeah. close to four some days. Yeah. But it's just about limiting the garbage that you're putting in. Like if you're looking at the pantry and you're thinking, Oh, it'd be bad for me to eat this. Then you should probably not, not generally. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I think my Testament food, like if we're giving like foods that I have to eat every day and I love it. Um, I love making smoothies and like, not like smoothies where I'm throwing ice cream in a bowl and like uh-huh. blending it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, I just have strawberries, bananas, and sugarless almond milk just cause nice. I'm lactose tolerant. So I can't drink regular milk, but, yeah. um, just blend that up and it's so good. And like, yeah. Sometimes too, I'll throw an ice cube or two in there, but man, that's, that's <laughs> pretty all shaky of you. An yeah. ice cube. Oh, it's God. crazy, but it's calorie count on them. Yeah. But <laughs> I think it's the perfect drink after a run because after runs are over, I feel really dehydrated. Yeah. And man, I feel like that just hydrates me so much more than a glass of water does, which is yeah. really weird, but yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. I'm actually pretty big on smoothies as well. My mom, I think it was in 2014, uh, she like saw one of those TV adverts for a Nutribullet. Um, oh yeah. Bit the bullet, if you'll pardon the pun, <laughs> and uh, bought one. And then literally every day, pretty much, almost every day without fail since I think early 2014, I've had a smoothie. Um, for me, it's like bananas, usually two of them, frozen blueberries, uh, coconut water, um, normal water. And then if I've got like chia seeds or... Um, at the moment I'm having like sunflower seeds in there. I don't really know what they do, but I think (laughs) maybe a little bit of like protein, fat, that kind of thing. Um, I don't know, just a good way to like start the morning. Um, but for me in terms of like a typical day, uh, it's honestly fairly similar, just like the dining hall standard, I guess. So I, I usually have breakfast and lunch at home in my apartment. And then usually I'll have dinner in the dining hall. Um, so breakfast is typically like oatmeal with a banana in it, with a smoothie, um, lunch, depending on what we're doing in the afternoon, I might, you know, sometimes I'll order Jimmy John's or I'll get Subway or I'll make a sandwich at home. If we've got a workout, generally I'll have like peanut butter and honey, uh, on toast or on a bagel. Um, and then, yeah, for dinner, like tonight, it was like salmon with rice, uh, a few vegetables, stuff like that. Um, and I wouldn't say we're like really strict on calories. As you were saying, Bastin, it's like you've got to eat enough. Um, generally, we try, I, I try and generally limit like the, the garbage, I guess. And Bastin, you've yeah. really gone, gone the whole hog with that and pretty much don't eat anything, anything bad. Um, but if you are someone who's got a bit of a sweet tooth, like don't, don't feel like you can never have it. You know, it's good from time to time to like treat yourself. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. For sure. Definitely. Um, yeah. Moving on from that. What do we got up next? Oh, moving on from that. Just reminding everyone. I don't know if I've already said this on the podcast, but Alec Bastin and I, we're not brothers. We're like, I think we're like distant cousins, but yeah, either way, it's just, we're not like, closely blood related at all but we just happen to have the same last name but we yeah. are friends we talk a lot and he's a great guy yeah so, yeah that's another one that's been <laughs> asked quite a lot i don't know if it's been asked too often on the podcast but like i mean today we ran with a recruit who might be coming to drake next year and pretty much anyone you meet when you're with Bastin, it's like oh i'm i've seen your brother running at minnesota yeah. alec Bastin. <laughs> yeah so just to clear that up uh 
they're not yeah brothers um moving on another question um just kind of ripping through these questions here uh year in uni and eligibility so yeah what year are you how much you got left i'm a junior so third year here at drake but crazy um, eligibility wise i would still have three years left i think yeah because of covid because of and covid and extra year man and it's crazy how much eligibility you can have if you really want to have it but yeah we'll go see on how, a mission trip see how much married. i use yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> how about you uh so i'm a senior which means that i graduate in may um me and baston came to drake at the same time so this is technically only my third year as well but um yeah i graduate in may i think from what i've been told i could I could come back for cross country uh, in like August of 2022. Um, and then I could do indoor of 2023, but I don't think I've got outdoor. So more than likely, and the goal is to try and run well enough this indoor and outdoor season to um, hopefully get some sort of pro contract and go professional in America. Um, I guess we'll kind of have to wait and see what happens with that. But um, yeah, senior, but technically potentially um one more year um and then moving on from that uh people have kind of asked we've touched on it a little bit before but kind of for tips for coming over to college more specifically for international people but just quickly Baston, do you want to kind of mention anything that you might have kind of noticed as a u.s high schooler going from u.s high school into college in the u.s yeah um i think a big thing is patience um because everyone's a stud in high school at least if you're running at the college level and you're not going to be a stud right away in college that's just not how it works unfortunately unless you're nico young yeah but um (laughs) so it's really just it's about patience just trusting your training trusting the mileage is going to pay off eventually and just don't worry about where the results are at the beginning because like me um you can struggle at first and then really turn it around so you never really know yeah no definitely Um, And then from kind of a more international perspective, I guess, um, I I honestly find this question like kind of a little bit difficult to answer because I came over to college from Australia when I was 20, um, having lived in Australia for like 13-ish years at the time. Um, And so obviously there is a lot of difference in the way, you know, the way of life over here. Um, But you don't really experience it fully because you're at college so you kind of just move into this like college lifestyle I guess um and so even though you are like moving into a completely new culture everyone's kind of like reasonably like-minded you know you're moving on to a tracking cross-country team like you're a runner um and so for me the transition from like Australia over to America it was really pretty smooth just like kind of slotting into college life you know I made friends met the team like we were all gelling pretty well straight away like it was it was a good group to kind of come in with straight away um in terms of like getting on with people and like feeling reasonably comfortable um and i think jay our coach helped with that as well um mark carroll at the time as well he was he was a decent coach and then he left after our first semester but um yeah i mean honestly i think you just gotta like be open to new experiences like come over and at the end of the day like if you hate being at college in a different country you can fly home 
whenever you want. It's it's like you're not you're not locked into like four years over here. You're not locked into two years over here. I think technically you are supposed to be locked in for a year, but like if you absolutely hate it, just go home. Like yeah, we've had people only stay a semester. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so it's a good time. I enjoy it. I think as well, you've just got to. I find that for me, I kind of just like float through life, like just getting on with things. Like if obviously there are going to be a few patches where it's like, you might not be enjoying it as much as you felt like you should have been. Um, but then, you know, track season or whatever will come around and you'll be racing again. And I don't know, you just gotta, you just gotta take it as it comes and know that there'll be good times and bad. And yeah, just try and enjoy it as much as you can. Cause as like cliche as it is one day, like it'll fly by and you'll look back on it and it will more than likely be a fond memory. So, yeah, I think people think it's this like big, scary thing, but I think once you take that step, it's really no. not as scary as you expected it to be. And yeah. It just seems like normal. Everyone kind of just wants to do the same thing you're doing. So. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So no, it's good. Um, and in terms of one of the, one of the big things that I think a lot of people might be wondering about, um, our lifting uh schedule so time in the gym um do you want to kind of explain how we take that big man baston with big oh, biceps yeah. just <laughs> doing curls all day no um so the gym is i guess one of our lesser important things we do and scales yeah. of how often we do it yeah we usually do gym twice a week um i wouldn't say we like go all out in there or anything it's more of just like developing some strength and like just yeah. keeping our body so we're not weak little turds out there but <laughs> <Yeah>. um <laughs> i would say a lift that fog and i do quite often is step ups we take what 25 pound weights we are we yeah. just did this today so yeah yeah it's fresh so in our memory 25 pound weights and we were literally just stepping up like two of them so one in each hand yeah yep. yeah yeah and we're stepping up on this plate and then like driving our leg up and yeah. then stepping down and we're doing that 12 12 times on each leg three sets yeah yep. yeah and then we do some calf raises. Yep. Um, some squats, generally just goblet squats, usually nothing too heavy. I mean, today we did 50 pounds, like three sets of eight, literally just holding the the dumbbell, actually, not goblet, um, squatting down, mm -hmm. eight reps, three sets, like nothing super heavy. A little bit of like glute work, resistance band work. Um, some pull-ups as well. Some pull-ups, yep. And then on um, my testament, my testament lift, which I started doing, I started just started doing this this year because I thought it would really help is I've been reading stuff all over and seeing videos and stuff that jumping rope really helps your kick. Yeah. And I was like, all right, well, we're going to find out if this is true. <laughs> but, so I started jumping rope quite often. Um, I've been doing sets of, I do 150 reps and I do four sets of that. Yeah. And then afterwards I do one set of 50, just as fast as I can. And, um, I use a weighted jump rope, so it's heavier and it kind of hurts your arms in the process too. It does. So it's, it's like an yeah. arm workout and a leg workout kind of. Yeah. Um, and man, it's, it's actually really challenging. Like some people are probably listening, thinking, oh, that's a joke, That there's no way that's hard. It's actually pretty hard. Yeah. Like people sleep on how hard it is. And, um, I, I've always been one that's like, the kick's been the strongest asset that I've had. So I don't really know if I know like how much it's helped yet, but I definitely have been more confident yeah. since I've started it. Yeah. I definitely don't think it hurts. Um, yeah. And if you guys are want something to try and you want to work on your kick, that's definitely, 
something to recommend. Give it a go. Yeah, I can definitely confirm that your weighted uh, skipping rope, jump rope, it's tough. Like I, I've tried it, what, like twice? And I'll do like, I don't know, one or two sets of 50. And I, I struggle to get through 50 of them. And like, yeah, I mean, yeah. a normal skipping rope or jump rope, like if doing 50 shouldn't be too hard. You might yeah. be a little bit like out of breath, but genuinely like getting through 50 without rope is, a, yeah. it's a workout. So um, yeah, that's, that's kind of like generally what our sort of gym sessions look like. Um, nothing super intense. It's kind of a little bit of strength, a little bit of like injury prevention. Um, just kind of like making sure your bodies are able to, I guess, like handle the mileage, handle the workouts and stuff. Um, it might, like you say, the, the jump rope and that kind of thing probably do benefit, uh, your speed and stuff a little bit. Um, but in terms of like actually benefiting, uh, a lot in terms of how you run, I don't know, but it's yeah. good to do a couple of times a week. Nothing too strenuous. Um, yeah, I, I think gym definitely helps, but you can't get too obsessed with it. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it's like everything in moderation. Like you don't want to do too much gym to the point where it's hurting your running. But if it's like something where, all right, well, I'm, I can do it. And yeah. It's like, yeah, you can do it a couple of times a week. And yeah. Probably help a little bit. Exactly. Um, anyway, I think that's most of the questions answered. So if you ever do, have any questions just comment them down below and in every new podcast we'll try and get to like the most recent ones um yeah so if you've ever got any comment them down below uh and if you're on like spotify get on youtube give us a give us a comment and we'll try and uh get them all answered um anyway moving on from the questions uh baston uh nah touch on nebraska i want to hear about it okay yeah yeah all right <laughs> so uh we both originally planned on running a 1K in Nebraska over the weekend. Um, just as like a, a good way of kind of, uh, I guess, shocking the system. I haven't done too much in the way of like quicker stuff. Um, and if we're planning on running, you know, a few quick miles this indoor season and then moving on to outdoor, you know, hopefully a good 1500 or, or a few of them. Um, running a 1K as a season opener, I think is a good way of just shocking the system and running something a bit quicker. So yeah, over the weekend, uh, we went to Nebraska. Well, not we as in me and Baston, but me and the team, uh, Baston had to stay home. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. And I ran a 1k. Um, so a few of you might have seen my video on my YouTube channel. Uh, if you haven't, you might want to check it out. Um, but yeah, I went into it kind of with a, a goal of, just like feeling good and running about mile pace, like just quicker than mile pace to kind of feel good and like get a bit of confidence for opening up in a mile. Um, so I was saying to, you know, a few of the boys beforehand, like if I can run 225 for the 1k and feel good, um, I'll be, uh, you know, I'll be reasonably confident, like going into, um, you know, Milrose mile in a couple of weeks and probably Iowa state mile, this weekend coming um so anyway we got we got we got going um we got running and straight away like one of the guys from nebraska kearney i think the school is called he took it out uh, i just kind of chilled behind him until like 500 550 um and then i made a pretty like strong move i gapped the field 
Um, and I was feeling great and I ran it in towards the end, honestly thinking I'd got the win. I was just kind of like cruising down towards the finish and this guy came up the outside, uh, Wes Ferguson. He's a 150, 800 guy, D2 All-American in the 800. Um, and he passed me. He had the momentum. I realized he was there literally as he was like overtaking me. Um, I don't know how I didn't know that he was coming, uh, but that's the way it goes. Um, he got the win, 223.8, and I ran 223.95 to come second. So solid opener. Um, I enjoyed it. I felt good. Didn't get the win, obviously, but it's the way it goes. Um, Either yeah. way, that's a huge start and a huge confidence booster for you, letting you know that you can easily run the pace. And yeah, yeah. Just feel it out. Exactly. Um, and, like, obviously – I mentioned in the video after the 1K, like that's that's 351 high mile pace. It doesn't obviously convert to that because, you know, I wouldn't plan on going out in 223 for for a mile. Yeah. Um, but it is it is definitely a good sign that, you know, I have still got a bit of speed endurance and that kind of thing in my legs. Um, so hopefully, yeah, it'll, it'll pay off uh, when we do get to racing a few miles. Um, Baston, obviously, we were both meant to be in that K. Uh, what happened to you and how you been kind of feeling since? Yeah, I got COVID. Yeah. Um, super Stay fun. Away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. I got the Omicron variant of COVID, which um, if for those of you educated in the COVID realm of things, it's not the bad one. I basically just kind of felt like a cold. Um, but it was kind of annoying. Like, it was, it was more like, I would say it wasn't affecting my running. But like when I was doing a workout, like if I was doing like repeat 300s, repeat 200s, repeat 400s, that kind of thing, like in between the reps, it would take me longer to like catch my breath. Yeah. And like longer for my heart rate to come back down. Yeah. So it was like a little bit harder from a recovery standpoint, but I don't think it really affected my training. So I was just, so for the week that I had it, I was just kind of doing runs and no workouts, but now I'm back. Now we're ready for this weekend at Iowa state. And that's what we're going to touch on next. Yeah. So, uh, Baston back from the COVID. Um, and now, yeah, hopefully this weekend, both of us probably. I didn't originally plan on being in it, but I think now after that 1K, I'm probably going to be in it as well. Uh, both running a mile at Iowa State. So we don't really know the field at all, um, but I think we're both hopefully ready to to run a decent mile. Wesley Kip too from Iowa State, obviously a like 13, 14, 5K guy. Um, indoor national 5k champ from last year. Um, he's meant to be running. So hopefully he does. And hopefully we can kind of, you know, get a good little train going and, uh, feel good and run fast. Um, that's the goal. That's the plan. I know Baston, you've already run 358 on that track. I've run 359. Um, so yeah, what's kind of your thoughts going into that? What's the plan? What's the goal? Sit and kick, baby. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess we'll go into detail a little bit more. But um, for those of you that don't know, Wesley Kip too likes to take his races out pretty hot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, understatement of the year. It's, yeah, it's kind of ah, uh, yeah, that's really is an understatement. He basically has done that every single race he has literally ever been in. Yeah. So yeah, um, it's gonna be under four minute pace. Honestly, he might go out at three fifty pace. Yeah, Wouldn't it's just about Fog and I staying under control behind him obviously yeah and then waiting for the right time to catch him and then waiting for the right time to move around him yeah and i think um we both kind of have it implants in our minds like if we beat this guy 
if we, if me and him are fighting for the win in the last hundred, we know we're going to get national qualifying times. Yeah. So that's like what we want to do. Like fog and I want to battle this one out. Like yeah. we know that if it doesn't matter who wins between us, but we, if we both can run the time, then we both run the time. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I agree. I think he's obviously, he's probably going to take it out pretty hard. Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it really is just like a great chance for us to both tuck in um, and hopefully run something pretty quick. Cause I know, a lot of people in the NCAA already are starting to run pretty fast. So nuts, yeah. yeah, fingers crossed we can, you know, tuck in and get ourselves a qualifier as well. Moving on from Iowa state. That's pretty much all we had to cover today. We're um, really, really excited for what's to come for the next couple of weeks. Um, in a few days here, we're going to get Kevin Kelly on who used to go to Drake now runs for Boston athletics club. He's a professional over there. He's run a great mile time himself. He's good in the 3K, good in the 5K. A lot of depth and good friends with both Fog and I. So it'll be really fun to not only catch up with him, but have him on the podcast. Yeah. And then the following week, we're having Derek Rubis on the podcast too. <laughs> Rubis. Sure you guys all know. Yeah. Instagram fiend. He's Fog and I's brother. Yeah. Nah, but <laughs> we're, we're close with him. We can't yep. wait to have him on. Hear his story about, first of all, how he got famous in the running world what life has been like for him in the last few years, especially through COVID and yeah. really what he's up to these days. Cause man, that guy, I have no idea what's going on in his <laughs> life, but I'm really, really excited to find out. Yeah. Yeah. I think it'll be definitely like really interesting hearing from Kev. Uh, Cause Kev went straight, as you were saying, he, he kind of like, he's run 357 for the mile. He's run 339 for the 1500. Um, he's a great runner. Um, and he's kind of like in that semi-professional kind of kind of sector at the moment. He's a graduate assistant now at University of Louisiana Monroe, um, kind of like coaching and training as well. So it'll be interesting to get that kind of different perspective. And then yeah, Rubis as well will be will be an interesting one. If you don't know him, uh, Derek Rubis, he's just like the biggest track fan in the world. Um, yeah, we can't wait to have him on. I think it'll be, it'll be interesting to hear from him. Um, yeah. It just seems like everyone in the running world knows who he is and, and he knows who really everyone know is. Why? But I guess we're about to find out. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'll be yeah. fun. He just loves running. Uh, yeah. 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 So it'll be good to hear from him here, his running story, hear what he's been up to. And, uh, yeah. So even though we've had about a month gap in between episodes, uh, hopefully that won't be the same uh, kind of story for, for weeks going forward. We're going to get three episodes out, including this one, obviously, in the next couple of weeks. So get ready for a lot of content. You're getting what you're asking for, and yep. hopefully you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So, so brilliant. Yeah. Thanks, for, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening wherever you are around the world. Uh, we might have some fans all over the place now, maybe kind of sick <laughs> <laughs> yeah but um no thanks for tuning in uh if you do have any questions drop them down below in the comments on youtube and yeah we'll see you with kevin kelly 357 miler out of ireland um in the next episode can't wait let's get it oh yeah <laughs>